No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. We got Day Salon on the podcast today. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. It's nice to have you in here. I feel like uh, what you're doing is big for LA, for Compton. You're definitely like an up and coming superstar that feels like it's being bred right now, right? Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm working on it. We're in the process. Definitely. So talk to me a little bit about coming up. You were born in Compton and raised there? or? Nah, I was actually born in uh, fucking Anaheim. Oh, okay. And I was raised in Compton. Like, I moved to Compton when I was like four. Okay. So, so your parents decided to level up a little bit and get the hell out of Anaheim? <laughs> Anaheim come back to the level. streets? No? <laughs> nah, it was actually weird. Like, my parents wasn't together. Like, they split. So my mom's dude, who she got with, was in Compton. And that's just where we ended up going. Okay. But you, so you were way too young to like realize the the difference and the 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 change of scenery that you're going through. No, nah, I was for sure like a change in scenery. Like mm-hmm. I noticed it. I was young as fuck, but I still like you know. All of a sudden, now I got cousins. Now I got you know different people popping up. I'm just like, okay, it's a little different. What's, Definitely. What's this shit? <laughs> was it was it like a, a crazy place? Would you describe it as a crazy ass place to grow up? Because I mean, you, you, a lot of times you hear about Compton's not necessarily as wild as it used to be in the '90s or whatever. Yeah. Nah, it was still wild for sure. Mm. Growing up, there was like at least three drive rides, like cars in front of my house shooting at the house next to me. Wow. Yeah, like nah, it's still wild. Okay. <laughs> it's still wild as fuck. And so, did you like? Did you feel like you were growing up sort of? Like, did you want to be a part of that, or did you do you want to like stay away from it? Like, what was your mentality as a young person observing that? You know, what was like crazy about it was like having like an Asian mom. She tried to like shelter me a lot. Mm. Like, she tried to like really, you know, keep me away from that. But I was drawn to the lifestyle. So, you know, my little badass, I was sneaking out. Like, you know, <laughs> like, really, like, like this is kind of what I am. Like, I can't. <laughs> Can't run from Do you me. remember a time period, though, where you sort of, like, went from being just, like, a regular kid to, like, quote-unquote, jumping off the porch is how a lot of people tend to phrase it in terms of when you first start, like, going out and just being your own person and wanting to be around all this shit? You know, I ain't really officially jump off the porch until, like, I became homeless. Really? And that was when I was, like, first time was, like, early 17, like, not early, late 17, and then second time was 18. So what what had yeah. to happen to lead up to that? Uh, like broken family shit. It was just too much going on in the household that was just toxic. And I was like, I can't deal with this shit no more. Like, I'd rather be on my own and keep dealing with this type of shit. So I'm going to just distance myself. I'm right. Go. There was just too much bullshit going on at home. Was it mm-hmm. was it your mom's dating life that was sort of bringing problems around? Or? Nah, not her dating life. I mean... You know, it's like when people have demons that they ain't never dealt with and they kind of take them out on you. Like, mm. I felt like that shit from everybody around me. Like, everybody had their problems. So I was really like that black sheep out of both sides of my family. So I was just like, man, I ain't fucking with y'all. I gotta mm. go. <laughs> I gotta uh, go. <laughs> when you think about, like, an Asian mother, are we thinking of, like, all the stereotypes that she just wanted you to 100% go to college? And, or, yes. Or, and you, yes. Were you just not interested? Nah, I mean, I did, like, once upon a time, I did, but, you know, as soon as a nigga became homeless, you know, that shit, whole change, my whole, I'm like, I gotta get a job, I gotta start working, I gotta start getting to it, like, yeah, plus I wasn't, like, no school person, I hated school, Right. I hated school, only thing I liked was art. You never had anything, any interest in the school part of things. I feel the same way. I'm like, no. it just didn't, it didn't really <laughs> click for me during my high school years. I'm very into like learning and reading as I get older, but as a 17, 18 year old, it just yeah. didn't really work. Yeah, nah, school just, it wasn't it for me. Like, mm. I'm like, the only thing, I took the things that I was supposed to take, but 
other than that, all the shit I knew I wasn't going to use, I'm just like, fuck them. What the fuck I need to know about this for? Mm. I don't really care. Definitely. So what was what was homeless like? Or what was was there a confrontation with your mom specifically that led to that happening? Yeah, it was just a buildup of shit. And it was a time and point where it's just like, I ended up going to, to like two proms and they weren't mine. They were like other people's. But like she paid for that shit. But I ended up like giving her my paychecks. Like I ended up like I had like my first job was at Ross. She mm. was like taking my paychecks to like kind of pay her back for that shit. Okay. And I'm just like, like this shit don't feel right. Like and it was way more than like what it was supposed to be. Like three checks down the line. I'm like, man, this not right. Like you you at this point taking from a nigga like. I can't. I can't All right, I let can't me have my little shit. Ross hustle. You know, and, and like, why you got to try to fuck that up for me? my shit. And then at that time, especially, I started Ross. And then shortly after, I got hired at California Pizza Kitchen, too. So I was working both of them. And I was telling my girl as I was getting ready for this interview, I'm like, wow, she worked at Ross and then worked at California Pizza Kitchen, which is crazy because for me, my ideal girl shops at Ross and then eats <laughs> lunch at California Pizza Kitchen. See? That's just kind of my type, Whoa. you know? Yeah. <laughs> You see, we on a budget and we also got some good taste, you know? Right. <laughs> I interviewed a dude, that Asian dude, Timothy Daylight Ghetto, is a comedian on Wild and Out and shit, and he said that he got fired from CPK because like, <laughs> I think he made fun of the uniform on Twitter, and so they <laughs> fired him. Why'd you get fired? I fucking did. I didn't get fired. I oh, okay. left. You left. I left. I started dancing. Mm. I started dancing. And it was hard. Like, I was going from Ross, like, early morning shifts to 6 a.m. shifts to California Pizza Kitchen, then after that I go straight home and then I start working my way to go dance. I'm like, I'm not sleeping. Right. I can't fucking, I can't keep doing this. Like I gotta, like, something gotta give, so. So you were doing all three at the same time, but you, yeah. but you moved out what, with the Ross thing going on. You were yeah. like, fuck this, I'm gonna yeah. start my own. But I ended up, like I was staying with my best friend. She was all the way in, she was, she lived like right by Crenshaw Mall. Uh-huh. Fucking Ross was in Long Beach. I <sighs> had to take like two buses in a train. Nah, three buses in a train. Right. That shit was fucking wicked. Wow. <laughs> that shit was wicked. But who put the battery in your back and told you, like, maybe this dancing thing will pay you a lot more? You know, I was, like, raised in a household where, like, they kind of instilled that shit in me. Like, they always told me, like, like you going to be walking up Long Beach Boulevard. Like, is that what you want? Like, what you want, the clear, like, the clear shoes and the bottom bottom. Like, they always made, like insinuations like you gonna be a hoe you gonna be a stripper so it's kind of in the back of my head not supposed to be but i'm like shit let me see what it's about so your family were like trying to scare you in, uh, about that path but then at the same time sort of made it seem like a real path yeah, it wasn't even that they scared me they were just like kind of just fucked up <laughs> mm. they just kind of wanted to like you know one of them families that like really like brought you down mentally like mm. you ain't gonna be shit you ever you ain't ever gonna be shit this is what you gonna <laughs> be like i can see you gonna have a baby they thought i was gonna have a baby like 13. whoa yeah that's kind of weird and to, i like, was a fucking virgin till like 17. oh really because right. i feel like a lot of <laughs> some families like raise a kid like telling them that they could be whatever they want to be and they sort of put them into a positive mind state and it's kind of crazy to hear from somebody who sort of makes it out like their parents sort of instilled like self-doubt in them yes i grew up in that shit, so yes yeah, it was hard getting to where i'm at now mm -hmm. like and just being actually confident and actually believing myself because i was raised by people who only tore me down right damn Okay, so then at a certain point, um, 
how did the the stripper thing like pop in your head to really like want to try to do that though i started doing my research google is a man's best friend right now you know right. what i'm saying so i literally googled it. i'm like how much do dancers make you know i seen random ass numbers i'm like man fuck it. i'm gonna go find out so i started dming different clubs uh-huh. like instagram was around at the time and that's when people building their businesses on there so i'm just like okay let me dm some of these people like i'm gonna like you know say like see what's up you know and the nigga who ran AOD at the time, he's the one who like responded and was like fucking with me. He was like, hit this nigga. Like, you know, the page told me to like hit this nigga. I'm like, all right, well, hit him. And from that point on, that nigga like kind of took me in and like put me on. Uh-huh. So. From your experience though, like I'm always so curious, like from going to strip clubs in LA though, was it, but did it feel like a predatory type of thing where you feel like when you look back and now that you were sort of being taken advantage of or do you feel like they actually had your best interest in mind? Nah, he had my back. Like, I really told that, I told that nigga my story. Like, I told him what had happened. And I don't know why I felt so comfortable with him, but, you know, he's just a real nigga. I could just sense that shit off of people sometimes. And he's just like, you know, I know other things that he do and for him to do that with me and just like, you know, he got me my, my fake ID he, he didn't want the money back, you know? He was just like, you could work here. And then when another club opened up, he was just like, boom, you could work here. And he didn't want nothing from me. So he really wanted the best for me. Like it Fake wasn't, ID because no. you had to be 21? Yeah, okay. I was 18. I was, I was like, man, I hope you weren't 17. No, I was a fresh 18. I was a fresh 18. Okay. And I had to be cautious with that shit. Right. Because back then, that vice, that young vice was trying to come get me. <laughs> really? They were looking for you specifically? They wasn't looking for me, oh, okay. but I have for sure had some haters to where they always had vice popping up at the club. And I knew it was because, like, you know, I was one of the only ones at that time that was, like, young, young. So I'm just like, shit, they trying to get me. Wow. <laughs> trying to get me. <laughs> so, like, do you feel like you just grew up a shitload? Because, like, realistically, the strip club is where... You know, that's half the time you go to a strip club, it's like this is all drug dealers slash dudes who oh. run other illegal businesses. Literally. The strip club is where all the most G'd up slash scumbag fucking dudes congregate. Literally. That's why I could say I matured that much quicker. I was already older for like my age. I already grew up very quickly. Mm. But being 18 and now I'm fucking with people who 24 to 30 and like it's just... It was a whole different ball game. Right, you just start finding out about so much yeah. shit that you wouldn't know about. And otherwise. I literally just, I just took it, took in the knowledge. I was quiet, you know. I just did my shit like I was a dancer. I literally came in, got my money, and dipped. I'm like, ain't no reason for me to stay here. Don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I was, I was real like in and out. That's kind of like the best way, but I feel like it's almost kind of inevitable, especially in LA, that if you start stripping, that it's going to start creeping its way into your social life and shit, that it's going to be hard to keep it separate from just your regular life, right? What's crazy is I was able to hide it for all four years. Really? I was able to hide it. I kept it away from my social media shit. I didn't really promote it like that because, you know, it's just too much things going on. And like mentally, I was just like, damn, I proved my family right. Like, mm. last thing I'm going to do is like, you know, give it to him. Like, I can't do that. So it wasn't that hard because I'm like a real low key person. So it's not like it was just like, oh, she here, she here, she here, and she danced. Like, I, was, I danced and you never seen me after that. But you didn't <laughs> have like rappers falling in love with you at the strip club and stuff. I feel like that inevitably ends up happening. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Damn near everybody I had a crush on when I was younger tried to get at me. And at that time, I was in like a four year on and off relationship oh. so i was like you know 
I got a nigga to go home to, but that shit was fucky. <laughs> what, the relationship itself? Yeah, that's why it was like on and off for four years. It was on and Was off. it partially because he, he knew that you were in this environment and he didn't really like it? Or? Yeah, he was for sure insecure nigga. Mm-hmm. He, he for sure couldn't handle that shit, but he also, like, you know, he, just, he ain't had shit going on for himself neither. Like, I, I was taking care of that nigga, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I was low-key getting pimped. Really? Nah. Oh, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I feel nah. like you should have told me that along the way <laughs> in this story. At some point, I'm like, holy fuck. Nah, 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 not at all. I was just taking care of a little bum nigga. All he did was sit on and play games. It's not like it was like some pimp shit where like he was really like, this is my money, I'm going to take it. Like, nah, this is my money. You touch my money, better put that shit back. Right. Figure out how you can. But you were just like... <laughs> convinced that this relationship was it and then you were stuck with it nah i was just at that time i literally like being homeless me and him became homeless at the same time right and we both didn't have like nothing so i'm just like damn like this is all i got because i really cut off my family for like like a year and a half two years Uh so i was really just by myself and it was just really me and him and that's really who i thought at that time like all i had and that i needed him to like keep going because like I felt like if it wasn't because he became homeless, like I might have just like fell under because mm. I don't think I had the motivation to do it for myself at that time. Right. Yeah. Damn, that's serious. So like being homeless, though, were you able to like find your way into situations where you had somewhere to stay and stuff pretty quickly? Yeah, you didn't honestly, have too many park bench nights? No, honestly, no. Like okay, my best friend was like she was there for me. Her family like low key took me in. Like it was like a. It was like a random night here, random night there, but she was the one that was just like, you know, like, I got you, but I just wasn't comfortable with that because I'm like, this ain't home, this ain't, you know, this ain't where I belong, this is your situation, you mm-hmm. know? But his situation was just that much worse. He was in a point where he had to sleep in my best friend's car. So I was just like, damn, like, I literally gave myself a week and I was like, I got a week to get a place and I got a place within that week. Wow. Okay. It was a little shack, but you know. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It was a little shack. Holy but shit. It worked. So, were you like promoting yourself on Instagram and sort of like realizing? Because, like, it's got to be weird being in that strip club environment. You got a million dudes showing you affection, telling you how pretty you are all day. And then, meanwhile, like, you're sort of realizing, like, oh, there's girls building up their Instagram pages, getting a million followers, and making money like that. Was that something that you were sort of starting to realize that you thought you might be able to do as well? You know. I always loved, like, I was always a social media person, like, even as a kid. Like, I got in trouble for trying to be on social media. Really? So, my first thought when I started dancing was, like, all right, what's going to take me out of this shit? Mm. And I looked at Instagram, like, I think that's what's going to do it. Like, you know, I just got to build up this as, like, a profile. Like, I can use it as, like, a modeling profile. Because at first I wanted to do modeling. Because, mm. you know, I was just like, you know, I could do it even though I'm fucking short. You know, mm. semi not realistic, but it is. Oh, these yeah. days you can model even yeah, now, short, right? Now it don't matter, but you know, back then it was still like a stretch. Like you still mm. had to be that like five, six, you know. I was still kinda like, you know, trying to dibble and dabble my way up in that shit. What are you five three? Yeah. My girl's five two, so See? I'm ah. giant compared to her. <laughs> <laughs> See, you already know. Hard <laughs> yeah. times, you know. Short life. Right, short life. Well, I'm six three too, so especially we look kinda crazy standing next to each other. Nah, that's the cool shit. Yeah, that's the like cool it too. shit. Yeah. Um, but okay, wait, so what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, just you building up your Instagram and yeah, everything. Instagram. And yeah, that was like a way out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it started, it was actually funny. I started doing it with other photographers and my nigga being insecure. 
Mm. He was just like, nah, I ain't fucking with that. So I ended up buying him a camera and I started having him take my pictures. So daytime, I was just building up my pro portfolio. Like I was using Instagram as like a portfolio. Right. And then nighttime I would dance. Right. And so along the way, like when did rapping start to enter your brain as a potential part of this whole thing? Man, rapping music in general didn't hit me till my fourth year dancing. And it was crazy because I told myself in the beginning of dancing, like by 21, I'm gonna be done with this shit. Mm. So by 21 I was, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I knew I wanted to be successful, but I was tired of doing things that ain't make me happy. Mm. So I ended up meeting my old manager at the strip club, which is fucking hilarious. Mm. <laughs> and he seen something in me. At first he wanted me to do acting. I'm like, well, nigga, I'm not a good actor. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I'm not good at acting. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, what? You're a liar. Like, nah, I'm not. And then he asked me about music. I'm like, you know, like I, I, I write. Like, you know, I always wrote poetry, but I'm like, I never really tried to write music, you know? And, you know, he challenged me. He gave me a beat, and it's actually shitty, but it's actually it's shitty because it's a person beat who it is. But he gave me a fucking 6 9 beat. Oh, boy. That little Tati beat. Big Bloods. Man. That's <laughs> yeah. your OG. Man. <laughs> he gave me one of them fucking beats. I'm just like, why this one? And it was such a random ass beat. I'm like, how the fuck do you rap to this? Mm. And I felt like he was trying to challenge me. I'm like, okay, cool. So, took the beat, wrote to it. He put me in my first like studio session, my first like thing. I got up in there, it's time for me to lay it. And like, as soon as I put on them headphones, like I was happy, like I glowed. Like I was just like, oh shit. It like, felt right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like mm. I found where I'm supposed to be at. Like, cool, got it, great. So right. it was a process before I hit that shit. Like it was random as fuck. Right. Everything happened at the right time. And so it just started to kind of go from there. Did you have a hard time sort of, because, you know, it's one thing to have clout from being a pretty girl on Instagram and then try to transfer it over to getting people to actually pay attention to your music. It's a very different thing. It is. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was always like the goofy person on Instagram. So it was like, like goofy. I danced like, you know, I was doing like just the cute shit, but it, it wasn't, I don't think it was that hard really. Mm. Cause I ain't show them too much of my personality, so they really didn't get to know who I was until I really started opening my mouth. Mm. That's yeah. interesting. When did you meet YG, and how did he play a role into all this? That was crazy. I actually met him at AOD. I figured. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I met his ass at AOD. If you're a stripper, you could probably, yeah. if you strip for a year, you're gonna basically meet everybody Most in the LA music scene, everyone, I would guess, right? Yeah. Every single person, even people you don't expect to meet, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. I feel super yeah. out of touch that I like, don't go to the strip clubs anymore. Nah, they're kind of garbage. Yeah? Now they are. I got baby on the way. I got to stay away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> not the time, not the move. Nah, yeah. She's not going to feel <laughs> that one. not. But okay, so what, what was it like meeting him and how did you end up showing him your music? You know, like meeting him, it was funny. Like people from the city, like we just like automatically vibe. Like unless you like a gangbanger, gangbanger, you know, like I told him like, like, what's the deal? Like I'm from Compton. Like. We automatically just cool, mm. solid. So from there, like, you know, you just follow me on Instagram, follow him back, you know. We was just regular, just regular at that. And my old manager, he is the one who was just like, I think I want to link you with YG. And I'm just like, yeah. 
I'm like, cool. So at the time, like, I hit him just on some, like, casual shit, and I, like, let him know, like, like, hey, I'm doing music. Like, I sent him some shit. I sent him, like, a video I did. Mm-hmm. And this is before I even laid my first song. It was, like, a like a freestyle video that I fucking lost. So sad. Oh, really? Man, so sad. That's a tragedy. Man. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be missing from the like eventual like at one Man. point they're gonna make a whole compilation of everything. And yeah, it's, I'm just know. like damn, that was the OG one that people ain't even get to see. But I sent that to him and he like called me. He was just like, bro, like you could fucking rap. Like he's like, fuck with me. I'm just like, huh? He like, like fuck with me on 400. I'm like, okay, like you know, we'll see. And then, like, you know, as I kept doing the music shit, like, probably, like, three, four songs in, like, he called me out the blue, and he was just like, bro, what's up with your music shit? And, you know, it's kind of like a no-brainer to, like, fuck with him, 400, Compton shit, like, it just, it makes sense. Right. You guys must have, like, a pretty close relationship, because he was actually calling you, like, 20 minutes ago <laughs> while we were sort of waiting around for, like, five yeah, minutes before man. we started this. He be worried and shit. I'm just like, man, I got this. He like, like, a, like a big brother. Mm. He be like, be cool, you know, got this, be straight to the point, like, man, I got this. That, that's one thing you can say about him, though, is that, yeah. like, he's had his own career and everything, but he's also signed, like, a lot of different talent over the past however many years. Like, he's really a lot of, like, mm-hmm. different artists that had a wave going. He, he got in there and, like, recognized that pretty early. So, nah, that's facts. Yeah. That's facts. I look up to bro. He, he fire. Yeah. And, I mean, it's got to be kind of crazy because he's, like, been through so much shit in the industry that he just had, oh, must have so much shit to warn you about and to tell you. He do. He do. Know. But he don't even warn me. He just be like, you know, just stay on your shit. Focus on this. Like, you know, don't don't let that other shit, like, you know, sidetrack you. Like, nigga, focus. This is what you got to do. How much does he try to get involved up in the music, like the actual creative process? Because I'm sure he has something to offer in that regard. None. Really? None. He, at now, like at this point, he knows it's better to just leave me alone and just be like me being in a studio, just me by myself and an engineer. Really? Because then I come out with songs. He's just like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, mm. versus when people be up in there or he be up in there and it be different, like opinions and shit. I be like, all right, I'm going to do what y'all want to do, but it ain't really what I want to do. So, you know, I'm just going to make what y'all want me to make. Right. Got it. But he helped me along the lines of, like, my writing, like, when it comes to writing, because at first I started off with too many words. He mm. was just like, you need to make things more simple. Like, a lot of rappers to, have that you know, problem. Yeah, I got that problem. I'd be, like, trying to rap rap, and he'd be like, nah, you got to, uh. <laughs> right. Like, you be like, tone it down. You got to do some catchy shit sometimes. You got to do this. I'd it's be better like, to okay. fit the flow and say a lot less than to yeah. say too much and make the flow sound a little exactly. bit Exactly, and too people ain't going to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So he for sure had me like helped me in that aspect. But so you guys haven't done like a full on collab yet, like being in the studio really making records, or have you done that but you haven't released it yet? We have. We made like we try to make like like three. Well, now we got a banger. We sitting on a banger. I ain't gonna lie. Really? Wait on it. Well, that motherfucker's gonna be fire. But the ones before that, like yeah, we had tried some shit. Like you know, like the you know how like the Trina and the Trick Daddy. Mm. How they had they like little talking back and forth shit. We tried to do that type of shit. It's like, nah, this one cool. Nah, this one all right. But I think we tried it the third time. The third one hit. I'm just like, okay, cool. We oh, got something. Definitely. Um, does he also like? Because he could help put you in the studio with all kinds of artists too. Has he like helped to arrange any of that kind of shit yet? Um. <laughs> Nah, he ain't arranged uh, nothing. I mean, he wanted me to do a song. 
I, I had this song that I wrote and he wanted to put somebody on it. And I guess they arranged for Stunner Girl to get on it. Shout out to Stunner Girl, I know her. Yeah. Um, Didn't work out? Nah. What happened? <laughs> not my vibe. Oh, really? You guys just didn't really yeah. get along? Not, not, not somebody I'd ever, you know. Oh, okay. Just not my flavor right there. Yeah. So okay. that didn't work out. And that's how, you know, eventually Ruby came into the picture because, you know, he was just like, man, you need a feature with somebody like, but, you know, you still up and coming. It's got to be somebody from, you know, the West Side. I'm like, why well, got to be somebody from the West Side, you know? And then I brought up Ruby and, then, you know, they made that shit happen. No, I thought that was a really good fit in general, too. And she's kind of like similar to you in that she's a girl who's like known on the Internet for just being good looking. But then also I feel like her music is really good. Like I actually mm -hmm. have a shitload of faith in Ruby. And sometimes I wonder, like, if, you know, when like the little TJ situation was going down, it's like people like I, I think her music is really good. I think her, her voice is really good. Her yeah, delivery no, is good. Fine. I think she's a star. So it's like sometimes I hope that that kind of bullshit doesn't like get in the way of that. Yeah, she just she can't. <laughs> Can't let the niggas fuck up her <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what was it like when you guys tapped in, though? Was it because, I mean, it must be just totally different energy. It was from cool. the other side of the country. It was cool. I mean, we first initially met on FaceTime. Initially met on FaceTime. It was cool. Like, we vibed. I met her in person, like, nine, three days later. Right. Um, and, you know, we, like, click. We was cool. Like, she was just like, you know, she, like, sweet. So, like, you know. She's about the girls, too. I remember when I met her that she was almost, like, more trying to, like, get me hyped on her friends that she was with and shit than yeah. just hyping up herself. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. She fired. That's dope. Yeah, and that song is really good, too. I mean, um, sometimes, like, okay, when Cardi B came out, that was the first time that we had seen a girl talking about stripping, talking about stripping like it was selling crack, like, yeah, I did this <laughs> and I made it out and now I'm in the position yeah. I'm in and stuff. That was the f <laughs> She was the first girl I heard rap and make stripping sound like some gangster shit that she did to make it where she is now it and is. now with like somebody you coming out that don't even really like stand out to me as all that crazy like oh of course like a young girl might do that to to make some money for a while before yeah. her music career starts going i mean nah it's a hustle mm. it's, it's for sure a hustle like yeah i play it off like it's some regular shit but i was working seven days a week because that money is like that money addicting mm money addicting and when you get it so easy you spend just as much right that shit trap your ass so you kind of gotta like keep dancing did you feel Bucky. like you were ever really like <laughs> caking like or stacking that money or was it just kind of always coming and going because you were wrapped up in that lifestyle no nah, i was stacking i was for sure stacking because i wanted to get a car i'm mm. like man uber's just whooping my ass like i can't keep doing this shit because i'm the type of person like if i want something i'm gonna go get it so if my food is 50 miles away I'm going to pay for that Uber that's $100 wow. because I want that specific food. Mm. So I would pay $100 to get there, $100 to get back. But when you dance, you got to like that, so it don't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, it don't fucking matter. I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, there's, like, certain, like, cheeseburgers that are just that attracted to you. Nah, You're like, I need I mean, that burger right nah, now. Nah, man, no? and see, I'm, like, I was raised off of, like, Asian food majority. Mm. So, like, the good-ass Asian food out here is, like, all the way in, like, Westminster or, like, Gardena. Okay. And at that time, I was living in Watts. Oh. So I was just like, man, I want one of these motherfuckers. And then I'm like addicted to boba. So boba alone was like 30, like a $30, you know, trip there. You ain't got back. no boba in Watts? 
Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Not one that I'm going to trust the fuck with. They shit wild. You, go, you, 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 you fuck with Hawkins with. like that, though? Yeah, man. They burgers. Fire. Hawkins is amazing. But I got to stay away from they, they turkey burgers. is fine. Why you got to stay away? Because I, I don't be eating beef no more like that. Oh, okay. I got to stay away from that shit. I'm I was, like, thought you were saying because it's like right there. Nah, nah. No. That shit fire, though. You're good around there, though? You can pull up the Hawkins. It's all good? Yeah. You got your Hawkins pass? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's food. <laughs> you got a problem with me getting a burger, nigga? <laughs> What's the deal? No, but like when I pulled up to Hawkins, I just like immediately realized like, whoa, this is like, I'm in the hood. if you're not supposed to be here, <laughs> they are not going to be fucking with you being They're gonna here. They're going to be looking at you like, your purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost threw a purple hoodie on there and my homie's like, he's like, you with me, so you can wear that, but I could kind of see it in his eye. He's like, maybe like, you don't want to wear that. I don't think we want to do that right yeah, now. No, like, no purple here. I don't want to get pressed. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You gotta be careful. So, okay, um, is it kind of weird, though, because music is more of like a long-term hustle, and you, you know, the stripper thing is like cash in hand by the end of the night. Was it sort of hard for you to make that break and decide, I'm just going to do this instead of this? Man, hell yeah, because music, music, for one whole year, that shit took everything I had. Like pursuing music, my team was like, you can't dance, you can't do social media shit. And it wasn't that they said I couldn't do social media shit, it was just they had my accounts like connected to their emails and shit. So I'm like, how I get money is through that shit. So y'all got it, so I can't get money through that, can't get money through that. I'm like, damn, what the fuck am I supposed to do? What? Fast forward, a nigga went to jail. So, <laughs> who went to jail? Me. Oh, you went. When was that? See, I'm real low key. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, I only went for like like a day and a half, but I'm like fighting that case right now. But it was cause I had to do what I had to do because I couldn't get money like the way I knew how to get money. What'd you do? You robbed a bank? Nah, it was, it was oh. for some like robbery shit. Oh, for real? But it oh, wasn't wow. a bank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a bank. Well, it wasn't a bank I, you know what I'm saying? I, you know. But smart. Wait, your your old ways just crept back in, and you just had to get it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a hustler. I, you can't you can't tell me I can't get money this way, I can't get money that way. I ain't finna do nothing. Like, what? You crazy? Right. Like, I'm gonna get it how I need to get it. So you know, and fucking with my ex at the time, you know. He was a flocker. Yeah, he was a oh, big flocker. This okay. isn't the one for four years. This is a new ex. Oh. We was on some like Bonnie and Clyde shit. He was from the Bay. He was a big flocker. So. Ooh. We was on some like different shit, and yeah, we got you know, caught up. But that was cause I'm trying to pursue music. Like I ain't trying to go against what y'all saying. Like I'm gonna fuck with y'all. I'm gonna trust y'all. Mm -hmm. But I still need money. But is the management team trying to like tone down the sexiness and shit on Instagram? Do they do they have a lot of concerns about that? Cause it's kind of hard to present yourself as a full on like yeah. model and then also do the rapping thing. I feel like Ruby's an example of somebody who pulls it off good though. Yeah, nah, she do that shit for sure. Um, it's hard. Like me and my, we was actually talking about that shit the other day. Me and my team, we gotta come to an agreement when it comes to like this social media presence thing. You know, like we vibe with it, but it's just like you know, niggas want me to do this type of shit, but I know like this ain't the shit that's gonna do this. And then mm -hmm. they wanna complain about like, oh, your male, your male following higher than your female. But it's like if you want me to do shit like this, that's all that's gonna bring me. You know, right. you won't let me do shit like this, this, and this. Like you know. What can I do? Mm. So it's 
So we work, we like in the process, like we working on that shit right now. Cause like, that was one weird thing is that when I was watching your stuff at first, when they hit me up, like, oh, do you want to interview her? I was watching your shit and my girl was like, you posted her on Instagram the other day. And I was like, did I? And she's like, yeah, that was a Fashion Nova post. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize it was the same person. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I got like different little looks. I'll be switching it up a lot. Little side hustles. Yeah, you know. But so what is like the 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 state of the music right now? Are you still like in the studio all the time? You're still grinding at it or what? Still in the studio, damn near every other day, hustling we project is done, so you know, I kinda get to lay back off of it even though I don't want to. You know, project done, but now we just in the process, all right, all right, what we dropping next, what we dropping next, then project. Mm. Yeah. That's dope. Do you um do you feel like the the corona thing has like slowed down everything a lot? Like a motherfucker. You were probably have been in South by Southwest getting like looks there. Like a motherfucker. All kinds of shit, I'm right? irritated. You know, it's crazy. At my signing dinner, um, one of the agencies they said like they got me rolling loud, mm. so I was super excited. I'm like, bro, like what I love, like what I'm excited for, like aside from the actual music, is performing. Like mm. I want to perform so bad, like. So this whole Corona shit is just like, we can't have concerts till 2021. I'm just like, man. All right. And just being in that environment, <laughs> too, I feel like you just need to be around everybody and meeting everybody and shit, and that a lot of people would just fuck with you off of just, like, that's why, like, it's kind of crazy to hear you talking about the strip club thing and how that led to you meeting people who had power in the music industry, and that led you to where you're at now. It's kind of like, everybody you just, that's, you got to network, you know, you, you gotta got put to put your face in front of people. You got to, you got to. That's how you're going to get somewhere up in here. Yeah. My little antisocial ass be having to do that shit. That's how you feel, though? You feel like you're kind of antisocial, so when you put your in that environment it's as fuck. a little bit of a stretch but it's very it was necessary. a stretch like a motherfucker like for me i was one of them dancers that was like kind of hard to catch like i was literally like a stage performer mm. i performed on stage i didn't really do floor work um unless it was just like i was requested mm. so i would go ham on stage and then by the time i get off stage it'll be like this table want you this table want you this table want you so then I got a run to make. After that run, I go to the back and I sit and I smoke and I wait till my next stage set. Mm. Like I wouldn't really walk around, mingle. Like I hated talking. Like I hate talking to people. Like I was like, fuck am I here for? Right, because I mean like <laughs> dancing on stage is one thing, but I could totally understand how a lot of girls who are comfortable dancing on stage would not really be feeling the whole like grinding on a motherfucker in the private room and getting their yeah. fucking stinky ass scent nah, all over you. I can shit. count on one hand how many private dances I did. Really? And it was literally because the niggas were cool and they were like, I don't even want you to dance. I just want to talk to you. And uh -huh. they literally just kept handing me hundreds while they talked to me. Wow. That actually sounds pretty great. It is great. <laughs> it is great. All you got to do is sit there, look cute, and they just like, yeah, tell me more. Mm. Yeah, then it would be great. How do you feel like, like <laughs> what, what are the main things you can do to advance your career at this point since you are not able to do a lot of the in-person type shit that you would normally have been able to do? Man, I just got to go crazy on social media. Mm. I got to do it on the Instagrams, the TikToks. I got to get into the YouTube shit. I got to keep you know, spreading out my name. I got to keep representing that I'm an artist in different ways. And I can't just, you know, like, ah, the world shut down. I can't move outside. Like, nah, social media bigger than a lot of just walking outside. So I'm just like, fuck it. Mm. No. Plus, that's where I fucking started. Why not? 
Definitely. Do you feel like you have to uh, like do anything in particular to appeal to the like young girl side of your fan base? Since like you said, you are doing very well with the dude side of the yeah, fan base. Yeah, it's my goofy shit. That's mm. how I was building my like my fan base at first. Like my fan base probably came off of like my goofy shit, my like you know my random dancing shit. It wasn't stripper shit. It was like retarded ass dancing shit. Mm. And, like, you know, my random talking videos, like, that's how I started building up my female shit. And I also used to do weaves and shit. And, you know, like, I did a lot of everything. So my female following back then was a lot more even versus now. It's just like, you know, sexy this, you know, boom, that, you know. It's kind of weird, though, because most of the, the rap fans, realistically, at the end of the day, like, are dudes. But mm -hmm. then there's also like a shitload of girls that are gonna be fans too. But it's yeah. kind of like a different. I need my females uh, though, cause I'm trying to build like you know, a generation of stronger females. You know what I'm saying? I can't, yeah, can't uh, do that just with a bunch of niggas. I mean, yeah, you could teach your daughter, but at the same time, I want your daughter to hear me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Um, okay. So anything you have planned? Anything we should be looking forward to in terms of stuff coming up? Me and G will be dropping a song. Mm. Very, very soon. Not sure if it's going to be August or September, but y'all be on the lookout for that. It's going to be fire. And then my project should be dropping in November. Nice. But I'm probably going to drop one more single before me and G even drop something. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Keep it lit. That's exciting. You know, Gotta do it. Lit. Do it for Compton. Always. Do yeah. it for the bitty. You still out there or no? <laughs> you know... Considering I'm fighting the case right now, I decide to stay away from the hood currently because mm. every time I go back, I always do some fucky shit. Right. So, you know, it's like, well, I moved to the suburbians right. <laughs> area. Are you scared you're going to end up uh, getting locked up due to this whole situation? Not scared. I feel like I might get locked up for, like, calling somebody out on some shit. Like, you know, it is what it is. Right. I, I sometimes I don't have a filter. I don't. So I mean, this is rap music. We're getting locked up. Doesn't you know, tend to hurt your career if you only got to yeah, stay in there for really a little don't, while. But at the same time, you know, like I don't want to show like my people, like you know, like yeah, getting locked up is a wave. Like it's not. Mm. But you know, like at the same time, like shit happens. It happens. It happens. You know. But mm. I'm gonna stay away from the hood because I know it's more likely to happen. If I'm in the hood, because mm. <laughs> I know me. <laughs> Makes sense. And so your rap name is your government name? Nah. No, okay. You switched that up at some point? I did. Well, Day is my government name, but it's half of it. Oh, and then okay. Sulan came from Mulan. Oh, okay. Because that was like my little favorite like character growing up. The Mulan Rouge shit? Nah, Mulan. Oh. See, what? I'm old school. I'm thinking about that Christina Aguilera song. <laughs> Who was the original song? <laughs> nah, the Disney shit. The oh, Mulan. Yeah. No, I know the Mulan. I, I've seen her. You know what I'm saying? Swore the niggas down. You know what I'm saying? She okay. was fired. <laughs> I was, I'm thinking Mulan Rouge. I don't even really remember what that is. I just remember Christina Aguilera was involved with it. I'm dead. Yeah, I, I ain't even gonna lie. I don't even know about that shit. Generation Gap. Yeah, right my, there. My bad. <laughs> <It's all> right. <laughs> my bad right there. <laughs> no, that makes sense. All right. Anybody you want to uh, shout out or anything we need to look forward to? Shit. Nah. I mean, you know, shout out my fam. Shout out YG. Shout out my team. I love y'all. Y'all doing your shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the city. Kind of the west side. You know, I'm doing it for y'all. Um, <laughs> there it is. Now, you're a real, yeah. you're a real like LA chick. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and feel the energy. You like you you speak on behalf, I think, of a, a lot of a lot of girls out there in the city. So yeah, oh, that's why yeah. I want to see you win for sure. Oh, I'm gonna win. There it is. I'll wait on it. Let's get it. I'll wait on it. Day Salon.
No Jumper. Bow Honey. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. No Jumper.com if you want to support.